Hi, and welcome to In Plain Sight, a podcast that features storytelling about everyday activism from Asian and Asian American women. I wanted to start this podcast since ever, but it really started to occupy my thoughts after reading a Ta-Nehisi Coates article in the wake of the Ferguson protests after the murder of Michael Brown. In the article, there's a bit about hope that I really latched onto, where Coates articulates what I have long felt, that hope is earned. We have to fight for hope constantly, and that struggle is beautiful and ongoing because what we're really saying when we struggle is that we know that something else is possible. In reading this article and seeing all the images of reactions to Brown's death, I was moved to start thinking about all the ways we fight for hope, visible and invisible, minute and grand. And in a moment that felt overwhelmingly in despair, I wanted to showcase stories that talked about struggle that were anchored in that very hope. As a person who identifies as an Asian American woman, I've long felt both the deep lack and misrepresentation of people I'm being told to identify with. I'm tired of mysterious dragon ladies, exotified veiled women, and crazed tiger moms. I want something else. Well, after a lot of complaining, I thought, I better start doing something about it. So this is it. A podcast that explores and features the lives and stories of us, told by us, about us. It won't be perfect, and I look forward to starting some dialogue and creating something together. So welcome to episode one. In this episode, meet Bobby Wong, a social worker in the Bay Area, California. I really loved Bobby's story because not only did it resonate with stories that I would hear from my mother too, but I fell in love with how, after such a long battle, Bobby chose to apply her struggle towards helping others. Here, Bobby describes how, despite having to stop going to school at a young age, she found ways to pursue her dream and eventually get a degree, actually a graduate degree and how her journey has landed her in a unique position of offering social work services, especially to Asian and Asian American communities. My name? Okay, my English name is uh, Bobby, and uh, Chinese name is uh, Hugh Wen. Uh, I was uh, 58 years old when I graduated. <laughs> yeah, from graduate school. I was born and raised in, Chi- in Hong Kong, China, and I also went to Taiwan when I was young because I was uh, raised under the old Chinese tradition. So, so um, boys are more valued than girls. And um, when I was young, my mother just teach us. Uh, I have three, we have three girls in the family, so just uh, teach us to be obedient. Yeah, you must be obedient. You know, you serve the serve the men basically you know so so like a meal time you help in the kitchen and bring to the dining table and the man sits down there eat first then you after the helping then you sit down and eat so that was uh, my product and um, how to say yeah when I grew up I really don't like that so I really want to to be more myself and uh, have some power when I was uh, in Taiwan, I only, uh, uh, how to say, uh, only go up to middle school. Yeah, and then when we moved back to Hong Kong, I couldn't continue the education. First of all, it was uh, expensive. Second of all, I, um, I think my English, it wasn't good because uh, Hong Kong's uh, English education much higher than Taiwan. And also... The third thing is uh, my family needs me to 
earn extra income to support the family. So I stopped at the middle school. After then, I found a, I mean, I didn't find a job. My father found a job in his uh, factory. <laughs> so I was uh, working in that factory. And, uh, and I remember, you know, uh, because I really want to, to learn. I told my father, I want to go to night school. And my father said, no, because, uh, you know, oh, the family needs all the income. I said, ah, I want to go to, and I was crying, you know. And later on, okay, so at the factory job, I didn't, didn't how to say, uh, really venture out to have uh, my way. So uh, once I familiar with the Hong Kong system, and I found a job by myself, then I feel like I felt like I have more power. So I just um, uh, registered for the night class, and then <laughs> went home. Told my father I registered. I am I'm going to school. I go to so many different types of night classes. I really like to learn to read. I go to uh, English class, and I also go to uh, those um, accounting class to learn how to be an accountant or, or to be a bookkeeper in the very beginning. That's how it started my uh, independence, you know, make my own decision. I came to Indiana in 1972. In Indiana, I was a uh, housewife, and uh, when my children, three daughters, um, in middle school went to class, then I just uh, also went to uh, school. And I got a GED. Yeah, after I got a GED, not too long, then we moved to San Francisco. In San Francisco, I started with um, uh, City College, mainly uh, English classes, because I didn't, how to say, uh, I was thinking all I need is to improve my English first. So I didn't really venture out to other subjects. I just took the, the general courses, any classes that, uh, you know, I can learn different type of English. And, and when I transferred to State University, I, ha I had uh, 116 credits. Yeah, the counselor were so amazed. What are you doing all these years, you know, stay in City College? When, when time to pick up a major, then the uh, you know, first thing come to my mind was uh, social work. <laughs> Back uh, 30, 30 years ago in Indiana, when there's uh, um, Chinese coming, in those days, we only have had uh, 5,000 Chinese population. And um, when I saw them, I always introduced myself and uh, I was a volunteer at the church and helping those uh, new immigrants with our driver license. And then I help them. I teach them how to drive and get license, find apartments, find jobs. So um, when time to choose a uh, major and naturally, you know, social work came to my mind. So, um, but to be a uh, social worker in California, you, have, you must have a master's degree. So you can be called a uh, professional social worker. So I, uh, I wanted to, get, to go to graduate school. Wow, that was hard. I was at school from 8.30 to 11 at night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because for um, English-speaking 
person writing English is much easier uh, for my age too. You have to work together uh, with your your younger classmates. So <laughs> that's a, a little bit different, younger and older generation. So I kind of like uh, hang out with uh, with the classmate that's my same age because we are very similar. We know that uh, there's no time to waste. Uh, when I was a kid, ah, I think um, when I was a kid, I want to be a teacher. Yeah. I always uh, admired teacher that can um, teach and helping other people. Yeah. Oh, that was a relief. What a relief! And uh, I know now I can do do a social worker job. Yeah, and my family were very happy too. My three daughters, they they are very proud of me. <laughs> Today, Bobby is a hospice care worker in San Francisco, in an area with one of the highest Asian Pacific Islander populations in the country. She's actually one of the few people who can offer this service to Cantonese, Mandarin, and English-speaking communities. Pretty amazing. If you've got comments, thoughts, suggestions, or just want to start an open conversation about this first episode, I'd love to hear from you. Visit the website at inplainsightradio.com and let me know what you think. Next time on In Plain Sight, we'll hear from local Bay Area activist and organizer Mia Mingus as she talks about disability justice and what I thought was a pretty radical way of looking at community wellness as a way to create a more accountable, a more responsible, and a more loving world. We'll see you there. This piece was produced by Geraldine Asu under the advisement of Alice Wong.